Nikki and I appreciate your support of Don't Look Under the Bed. And we hope that you will share, subscribe, and rate the show. We have lots of stories to tell, but we want to hear from you. Send your stories to stories at don'tlookunderthebed.org. This week, we take you back to the beginning of our hospitality career and give you a peek under the bed. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Don't Look Under the Bed. I'm Robin. And I'm Nikki. Today, we're going to take you back to the beginning of our hospitality careers and give you a peek under the bed. I transitioned to the hospitality industry from early childhood education, and I stayed in the hospitality industry for the numerous opportunities available. You have the ability to work anywhere in the world with your choice of property style. You can work at a resort, a convention hotel, an airport hotel, a boutique, full service, select service. The opportunities are endless. Additionally, The disciplines are also endless. You can work in IT, HR, accounting, engineering, social media, even the corporate office. There's more to working in the hospitality industry than just working at the front desk or housekeeping or sales and catering. Nikki, why don't you give us a a glimpse under the bed? Sure. Well, for me, um, I actually started my hospitality career through a management development program. And so these are usually college graduates um, and, and many hotel companies do offer them where you come into the hotel and you, it's usually, I think it should have been about six weeks, but I ended up being there for a much longer uh, time period. But so you come into the hotel and you're working through all the disciplines uh, that they offer. So although I was, my, my interest was in sales. However, I worked in the kitchen with the culinary staff. Mm -hmm. I worked in housekeeping. I worked with front desk. Um, I worked even um, in, in some of the back of the house roles. Right. And I think people don't always see that or don't always understand that, that there are many, many people that you never even see in the hotel Mm -hmm. that are responsible for making things happen. Right. Yeah. And so I was able to, you know, touch all of those areas and really it helped me develop a much deeper appreciation for the for for the back of the house team right yeah of course you know we praise the front of the house because those are the people we see all the time but let's talk about that person who's in shipping and receiving and they're receiving uh pallets of sheets you know bed sheets and linen Mm -hmm. um or the you know the person who's stewarding they're responsible for all the pots and pans and silverware and just items, you know, those are are all huge jobs and huge responsibilities. And they have to be accountable for those items when they, when they come in and, 
you know, take account for the inventory and all that. So yeah, those are big yeah. jobs. And even, even in accounting, yeah. you know, a hotel's accounting office, um, it's just, it's, yeah, you check into the hotel and you pay uh, with your credit card at the front desk. That's only the beginning. Right. Of that transaction. Right. You know? Yeah. There's a whole department of people who are processing things, ordering things, issuing refunds, or even some of those larger pieces of business where, you know, your hotel might be receiving a million dollar check. Well, yeah. there's a process to all of that. So there, there's, there's so many opportunities within hospitality. And I think, uh, we all we all look at the the glamorous, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> right. Yeah. Most of us think of all of the client front facing, um, all of the client front facing positions, but there there are a lot of things that go on under the bed, if you will. <laughs> so, oh boy. So for me, um, gosh, and I'm going back thirty years. So bear with me. Back in the day, <laughs> I started at the front desk, worked my way around the, the front desk, housekeeping. Uh, I was a sales admin, uh, convention service admin, a red coat back in the days where you had somebody kind of like a lobby uh, attendant showing customers or directing customers uh, to their meetings and assisting when they needed help. This is before they put telephones in the meeting rooms and before they had uh, <laughs> walkie talkies. <laughs> there was I a person standing there with a red coat on so that they could identify, so you could be easily identifiable and they I would see you. I love the red coat. Oh like, yeah. I, I thought that was so slick. Cause yeah. <laughs> that was service. And I mean, I, I would it imagine really was. that some places may still have something similar, but now with technology, you know, it's, it's as easy as sending a text to your banquet captain, uh, your banquet manager or whatever. But back in the day, you would have somebody literally assigned to your conference and they would just be standing there, you know, waiting to, to help you with, with whatever it is that you needed. Um, so like I've mentioned before, you know, I, I was at the front desk and I saw you know, these people all dressed up that would walk by me and they'd go back to this office and I never knew what that office was. <laughs> but I saw these people going back and forth to this office. They'd go to the restaurant and then they'd go to this office. And I was like, what are they doing back there? Turns out that was the sales department. Nah. And yeah, <laughs> some people call it the castle, <laughs> the kingdom, the country yeah. club. Or as Kyle Allison says, the 501 club, <laughs> where at 501, everybody is out of there. Tumbleweeds. Um, yes. So yeah, the sales office is the revenue generating arm of the hotel. And you want to go into a little more detail about what we do in sales, Nikki? Sure. So sales, many people don't, um, many people don't fully understand how the, 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 I don't want to say the purpose, but the, what the sales office does. So in, in your average sales office, you're going to have a group of sales managers 
that are tasked with generating revenue into the hotel for specific markets. Mm -hmm. So when even from that wedding group that's coming in for, for the weekend, whether the wedding's at the hotel or off site at another location, there is actual, actually a person who handles that transaction with that customer to ensure that all their needs are met in the hotel. Then you have those that do it on a much larger scale. So when you have these conventions that come in, they are tasked with those 250 uh, room nights and above type groups and the meeting needs. Mm -hmm. And there's people in there that are, they are part of the sales team. They're making reservations. They're coordinating the details. Um, but it, it is the revenue generating arm of the hotel. Yeah. It's an entire machine that is built for generating revenue, bringing customers in for room blocks of 10 rooms or more, not individual reservations, uh, but for groups of 10 rooms or more. However, there is a person that is responsible for individual reservations or transient rooms or leisure travelers. So yeah, sales is its own, own entity. Um, do you remember when you first started working in sales after your uh, MIT training? Oh, yes. I, it, it was terrifying. <laughs> yeah, same. It, it was absolutely terrifying. And I think that's where, you know, you're like, yes, I'm, I'm in sales. I'm a part of this uh, elite club. But at the same time, you're like, yes, I'm in sales and now I'm, I'm carrying this burden yeah. of responsibility. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's kind of the side of it that a lot of people don't show or see or really talk about it. You know, as a, one of my biggest stress stressors in, as from being a sales manager is knowing that whether these people work or not kind of rest on my shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. I remember my first meeting that I handled. Um, I had so much, let me just back up full disclosure. Back in the nineties, I had terrible anxiety and having this responsibility of, you know, having a goal and being responsible for a certain number of room nights and a certain revenue goal, it, it scared the crap out of me. You know, I was having imposter syndrome and I was just wearing myself out with, with, uh, with anxiety. So I booked a group, an oil and gas group for like a week, uh, a week stay. It was one of those five day things, you know, with like 50 rooms a night with all this food and beverage. And I think, I think I was an EMM back then, uh, an executive meeting manager. And so I had to book it and cook it. So I had a mm -hmm. week of BEOs to do. 
I had um, meetings to go to. And meanwhile, you know, still booking other business. So I I stressed myself out, you know, and my anxiety was so high. By the time the group checked in, I had hives from head to toe. (laughs) I mean, I can laugh about it now, but it was a serious thing. I was like, I don't know if I'm built for this, you know, because it was, it was a lot of pressure and um, they checked in, you know, I met with the client, we had the pre-con meeting and, you know, we went over all the details and I was just afraid that I was, had missed something because that could happen. Oh yeah. You're human. So, right. Exactly. So, (laughs) so, um, the night of their opening reception, I was there to, you know, manage everything. I'd taken a Benadryl and then, so I got a little bit loopy, but it calmed me down. And by the time I saw the client and she was happy and everybody came in, you know, I had to, you know, when I got her trust and confidence, I was like, okay, I'm better. I can do this. But initially that was my very first real meeting where there was some real stuff on the line, whether or not I could cut it. And um, yeah, it worked out, but it was very stressful. And and I think anytime you, anytime you have your first anything in sales, and I think, I mean, of course it's worse when you're super, when you're like newborn, brand new, Mm -hmm. but even as a um, experienced or seasoned, seasoned seller, anytime you have your first anything, I mean, the pressure is on because you want to look good. You want to make sure your property looks good. Yeah. And depending on uh, who, you know, with your customer and where their position is in their organization, you have, you have to make sure that they look good. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I recall a couple of years ago, I had booked um, a board of directors meeting yeah. for a very well-known company <laughs> and they brought in their CEO. Oh. So very, very high level, like the man came with his own security. Mm, high and, profile and everything. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. high profile. I had to get, you know, police officers, officers involved. There was just a lot of moving parts. Yeah. And it, I mean, it had been a while since, I mean, I've dealt with high profile groups, but it had been a while since I had touched something with that many moving parts. Yeah. And I, you know, there was pallets of their products coming in and we need this, we want, and it was, I mean, it was a lot. And I just thought, if I could just get through the first day. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what I learned from all that? (laughs) You know, I'm standing there going, okay, I did, I did book this. However, I'm not in this alone and I don't have to be alone. There's a whole building full of support right here. You know, Mm -hmm. delegate, you know, make sure um, that people are doing what they need to do to execute, you know, so it doesn't fall all on your shoulders. 
you know, right. you have the pre-con, you know, you do things to be proactive and, you know, you just, as long as you know that there, everybody's there to do a job and you're just a piece, you know, right. of the pie. So, and, and that's when those having those strong working relationships with other departments um, really comes into play. Right. You know, where, where people, um, they, they respect you and what you do to the point where they're, 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 they're in it with you because it's their jobs. But Mm -hmm. when you have a connection to them, they're, they're in it with you. Yeah. You know, they want to help. They want to be there. They, you know, they want to be available because, you know, it's like, guess what? We make her look good. It, it goes all the way up and down Mm -hmm. this thing. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody wins. Exactly. You know, the client wins, the hotel wins, you win. Yeah. Um, and, and the best thing is when, when the client gets ready to leave and then they turn to you and they'll, they'll say, if I ever have to come back to Houston, you're, you're going to be the only person I call, you know, and that is the golden ticket right there. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like high five. Yay me. Yeah. You know, yeah. breaking your arm, patting yourself on the back because you know, those, they, they know if I need this, that this is my girl, I'm coming to you. Right. You know, that's the whole idea of the sale because you want them to come back. It's easier to have an old client return than to go out and get a whole brand new client. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it ties back to, and, and this is something to believe this, you you have to have experienced this mm-hmm. is my belief. But when people tell you 80% of your business comes from 20%, 20%. of your clients. Yeah. And I actually had a couple years where that was the case. Yeah. You know, I, I had a couple really, really high revenue producing years and I was able to do that with less than five customers. Wow. I had all their business. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's like, I, like you hear that you, I'm sure you've heard that throughout your career, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. I never really believed it until it happened. Like we'd go to business review and I'd sit down and talk about five groups. (laughs) The same (laughs) five. (laughs) Right. They'd be like, well, where's the rest of your stuff? This is it. (laughs) This is it. And they're annual. So right. that's the it's good news. If you can get an annual. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So to go back to my point about having the ability to work anywhere in the world, um, your choice or style of property, whether it be resort, airport, boutique, uh, you also get some awesome training in the hospitality industry. And me coming from, like I said, early childhood education, you know, I didn't know anything about hospitality. I mean, other than going to restaurants and hotels and being a guest, but you know, the, the training that you're offered, it was back when I was, you know, coming up, 
was phenomenal. So you'd get sent away for like a week <laughs> in sales <laughs> where you'd go to um, sales school, quote unquote. And my first sales school experience was with Steve Marriott. And to have the chairman's son, you know, actually teaching sales 101 or the sales edge, I was just blown away. Um, the training that you received during those times were from Marriott employees who had actually done the job. So the fact that they were using people on the inside who knew the ins and outs rather than going outside to a third party, I was just so impressed with that. And every year you would get, you know, more continuing education. So I don't know if it was like that for you, but. Yeah, I was going to say, I absolutely echo what you're saying. Um, I, I got to go to the sales training mm -hmm. with Steve Marriott yeah. and to, to be my younger self. And I, it was at the Renaissance Vinoy in St. Petersburg, Florida. It was always somewhere cool, right? Miami. <laughs> yeah, beautiful property. <laughs> Phoenix. Absolutely. <laughs> Palm Springs, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It was absolute, always someplace phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful property. And then to walk in there and here's Steve Marriott. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like Marriott, like like the M that's on this building, like that's your father. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. You know, it's <laughs> yeah, when when people say you had me at go, you had me at go right there. You had me at go. And yeah, and even to hear him talk about the AW root beer stands, mm -hmm. that blew me yeah. away. You know, yeah. if if you're any kind of salesperson worth anything, you know how to tell a story. Yeah. And when, you know, when just the way they broke that down, I mean, it was such an amazing mm -hmm. experience. It was their their whole training package. Um it's just, it's phenomenal. Yeah, it, it really is. And I'd even have to mention um, when I worked for Hilton, that Hilton University. Yeah, that was good too. Yeah, that's yeah. Some strong. That's an, and, and, you know, here I am, it's like, okay, I've been a, a hotel salesperson for some years at this point. What am I going to learn when I go to training? And I tell you, I, I went to Hilton University. It was in Dallas. Um, mm -hmm. It was at, um, oh my God. I was it at the place. Anatole? No, it wasn't at the Anatole. It was, okay. uh, it was at Lincoln Center. Okay. Another, another great property yeah. right there off the tollway mm -hmm. in Dallas. Mm -hmm. um, and that training that week, and what's amazing to me is, some of those people that were in my training class, mm -hmm. I still talk to them to this day. Same. Yeah. 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 And it's, you know, it's just the, the training really does prepare you um, for, for what you're going to do. And it sticks yeah. with you. It does. You know, it, that was like way back, way back. But, mm -hmm. right. <laughs> but it definitely, it stays with you. And then, I mean, there's been some other, um, master connection trainings that I've done and different things along the way. Um, but training, training is so important. Yeah. It's so very important. I truly enjoyed having that whole, uh, group training set up 
where you were together as a group role playing and you know just having the camaraderie everybody was there for the same thing you know back when I first started we were all green sales managers right and so (laughs) nobody knew anything you know so (laughs) that's the best part (laughs) that's the best part so we were you know we would be doing our role playing and doing the phone calls back and forth and you know taking turns being the customer, you know, being the salesperson, going through all of the modules and walking around with that big binder. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, those were the good old days. Fast forward to now, you know, as I apply for everything in and out of the hospitality industry, it seems like you have to come in already with a year of experience. So my question is, how? <laughs> how do you get one year experience if you don't get? Yeah. And 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 that's don't get selected for the job. Right. How right. sway? That's that's my I mean, I'm still scratching my head on yeah, that because it's a head scratcher. Yeah, it's like, well, if you're not gonna let me in, then then you know, or or real deal. If I had a year probably doing this, I probably wouldn't be applying for this job. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think the recruiting world, they definitely have to, um, you know, I think they have to, they have to change as well. And I mean, you hear people say transferable skills, mm-hmm. this, that, and the other, but really look at these transferable skills, you yeah. know. Uh, like I say, hoteliers, you can call people and tell them, hey, you didn't pick up your room block and now I'm looking for my $30,000. Yeah. You know, that is a skill. Mm-hmm. That having, a- yeah, having the tough conversations is definitely a skill. You know, having to tell a customer that you don't have the rooms for their 50 people coming in, that is definitely a skill also telling them that they are going to have to pay two hundred thousand dollars for a cancellation that's definitely a skill there's a huge responsibility and accountability that goes along um, with being a salesperson and I remember on uh, Kyle's podcast he spoke to um, a young man about the responsibility and having to be versed in the contracts and, you know, cause any slip up, you know, the hotel could be on the hook. Oh yeah. You know, if you don't go through it line by line and make sure that the hotel is protected. So, yeah. And, and just even on the, the whole contracting um, things like customers will say, oh, well, can't you just take this out? Mm, no, and, it's a contract. <laughs> right. And sometimes, you know, just taking out that and if or completely mm-hmm. changes the meeting. Yeah. And so, you know, you you have to be well-versed in contracting. And because um, I, w- I would work with a lot of the newer sellers in the office and I would tell them, you don't need to touch anything until you can tell me what every clause on this contract means. Yeah. 
because we, you know, we've got to have some understanding of what, you know, just the level of responsibility that mm-hmm. we're looking at here. Mm-hmm. You, you need to understand. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's very, I, you know, I think I, um, I would say, I would tell one of my coworkers that she was the people's lawyer and I was her associate. <laughs> that is too funny well you know what I wouldn't trade it for the world um going back 30 plus years and uh all of the experience have hit you know they've they've been ups and downs but for the most part it's been you know I'm a lifelong learner so I'm ready for the next you know for the next opportunity the next chapter and hopefully it will be in the hospitality industry and I'll be able to uh, use my skills that I've garnered over the years. You know, what about you? Uh, Yeah, definitely look, definitely looking forward to it. Um, I mean, I just feel like in, for me, I, I'm one of those people that I was always the youngest person Mm -hmm. in the sales office because you know, I started in the industry um, in in the mid, I would say mid to late nineties. Yeah. And so I was always one of the younger persons in the office and, you know, I've been there to see that transition and change um, to where now I'm, I'm looked at as one of the, you know, quote unquote, senior people or the, oh, yeah. the mm-hmm. persons in the middle in the office. So I feel like my experience, my perspective is, is a little, you know, it's, it's unique and it's different because mm-hmm. I'm able to see both sides right, of, yeah. of this, you know, to really see and understand both sides. So I do look forward to bringing that because like you said, you, you can work anywhere. You know, mm-hmm. most of my work has been done in Houston, but I have worked on the East coast or, you know, New England area, very different out there. Oh, Connecticut. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Very. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I remember yeah. when you were uh, shipped off in the witness protection program. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was in Farmington <laughs> and completely different sale, completely different sale, oh, yeah. everything. Yeah. So, I mean, my, you know, my perspective, I mean, I've been at airport medical yeah. center, um, Hell, I've been through the Galleria four times. Yes. On, on different corners. Yes. Yep. Same. <laughs> you yeah. know, so have yeah. I. Yeah. Downtown. The convention hotel. Houston. Yeah. Downtown. Yeah. Been in yeah. suburbs out in West Chase. Suburbs. Same. Yeah. I've yeah. done everything except for the resort. I was going to say that resort is on, is on my list. That's so, it. Hmm. <laughs> so let's just see. Can we do some resort type situation from Houston? <laughs> I just need to check that off this list I got going. I need to check it off the list. Absolutely. All right. Well, that wraps it up for Don't Look Under the Bed. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope that you will subscribe, share, and comment.
Thank you for joining us on Don't Look Under the Bed podcast. Please subscribe, like, comment, and tell a friend. We also encourage you to share your stories at stories at don'tlookunderthebed.org.